Okay, so we are talking about missions. And uh, this one uh, mega trend in world missions is feed the children. Does anybody know if that's still a viable ministry? Does anybody have you? I think it is. I think th- I, every now and then I sit on TV and it's on the internet. Okay. Um, but anyway, it's it's uh, the second bullet point. It's it's headquarters out of Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. It's got offices in 19 other countries. It says over 60 million pounds of food, medical supplies, and other products were distributed by Feed the Children in 1995. Uh, more than 80% of this assistance was sent to local uh, to locations in the U.S. Um, so anyway, they're doing uh, obviously a great work. Uh, the uh, italicized comment there at the bottom, this mission's financial page, showed that 90% of its contributions went to food, clothing, medical, relief, development, child care, and education. Of the other 10%, 7% went to fundraising and 3% to general management. And uh, so I put my observation. So, you know... Uh, this class was on world missions uh, or on on missions, and so but we were supposed to make some type of observation and I put even though uh, this mission sports a Christian name in its logo, it seems a hundred percent humanitarian in function and uh, so anyway uh, it didn't talk a lot about the gospel discipleship church planning things like that that we're connected with I just wanted you to see that uh, so even though it's it's a good thing uh, you know it's uh, we don't want to just feed people's bodies and then let them grow up and maybe go to hell right we uh, we want people to get the gospel and uh, it's, it's not uh, overtly evident that this group is doing that but uh, they, you know they may be uh, the next one letter B Samaritan's Purse does anybody know what does anybody know about Samaritan's Purse Operation Christmas Child yeah, yeah it was Operation Christmas Child uh, that we did here at this church uh, who, who's the leader of that no, his son, Franklin Graham. Franklin Graham, it's his son. She gets candy. Billy didn't. <laughs> He's slacking, isn't he? Billy Graham didn't start that? Or? I don't think so. I don't think so. Graham friendly, but I thought Yeah. <clears throat> you know, uh, you know, uh, can't give her candy away. <laughs> um,. Frank Franklin Graham wrote a book. Does anybody know what it was called? Um, <laughs> can he have that? Yeah. Can you say thank you? I, I, th- I think it was just called a rebel or something like that. Uh, Franklin Graham. Uh, I don't know if he really got into uh, drugs or, but he really uh, walked away from the Lord when Billy Graham was in his prime. And it's a really a tremendous story, but uh, Billy Graham, uh, or Franklin Graham, does a tremendous work now. And uh, and uh, even in the news, I mean, I've seen him on Fox News. Uh, he He's uh, really on the front lines. And so uh, Samaritan's Purse is the ministry. I think he started it, but I could be wrong. Franklin Graham and Robert Pierce started it. Okay. Uh, Pat, were you going to say something? No. Okay. Okay. Uh, so just uh, a few things about this ministry. It also does a lot of humanitarian things, uh, but they do give the gospel. I know they do. Uh, 
And uh, I, I follow him on Twitter, so I see some of the stuff they do. Uh, at the top of page two there, it says, The goal is simple, to share the gospel by channeling our resources to people overseas, people victimized by the tragedies of this world and often overlooked by relief organizations. From Bibles to bottled water, bicycles to airplanes, we bring what is needed to show Christ's love in our hurting world. And uh, let's just read this next section here. What single Christian organization is working to fly mobile medical and dental teams from Alaska to one of the remotest parts of Russia to bring food, blankets, cooking stoves to Lebanese refugees and help build their homes, reunite Rwandan children orphaned in the recent massacres with surviving relatives, build a home and provide medicine for AIDS-infected children in Romania, Help provide hope, uh, help and hope to victims of the Chernobyl nuclear disaster. Support kids' rescue programs around the world where children caught in desperate situations learn about Christ's love and receive the ongoing care they need. It, it's Samaritan's Purse. So uh, that's some things they were doing back in '98 when I wrote this. And my observation: this mission uh, work does give the gospel. I believe, though, that uh, they did not have a mission statement page but still are focused mainly on humanitarian deeds they are outside the structure of a local church now uh, uh, Pat what, what is our uh, faith day at the K is that what that's called uh, now that is through faith and family day, faith and family day at the K and so uh, our church does help with that and uh, I do know I've been to their training and uh, they do try to connect people to local churches and uh, <clears throat> so anyway uh, we, we do uh, some outreach things like that and, and maybe that'll be our kind of evangelism thing we can do uh, Faith and Family Day at the K so uh, any any questions or thoughts about that one okay now, under Roman numeral 2, uh, this is a church where my wife and I were married. It's the first Christian church in Unionville, Missouri. Uh, we were married there in 82. And uh, uh, my at the time, my brother was the youth minister there. So this is a Christian church. And so uh, I was able to do kind of a firsthand uh, information about uh, what they do for missions. Uh, my brother Brent Fleischman is the youth minister at the Christian Church, Unionville, Missouri, in 94. Uh, my brother took a group of young people to Mexico City, Mexico, to do missions work. The object of his mission was to perform necessary work at a church, support an orphan home, spread the love of, Jesus, of Christ, and to introduce junior high students to other culture. He and his group would paint roof and other duties by day and then give devotions and organize fun type activities by night their church takes one missions trip each year with uh, the youth and their church budgets 25% of their offerings to missions so they they give a pretty large percentage to missions uh, more than our church but below here I listed what they uh, so of that 25% of their budget 20% goes to Moberly Christian College now 
uh, just so you know, the Christian church, uh, some people call them uh, Campbellites because they follow uh, Thomas and Alexander Campbell, uh, which uh, uh, split away from uh, Baptists and, because they believed that water baptism was essential for, ba- for salvation. You had to be baptized to go to heaven. So this is not, uh, this is uh, different from our beliefs, right? We believe, you know, you accept Christ in your heart and you're saved. You can get saved on your deathbed. You can get saved in a foxhole. You can get saved in the jail. Uh, and you uh, don't have to be water baptized to go to heaven. But it, it, So it's not essential for salvation, but it is, is essential for service. If you want to follow the Lord, you need to be obedient to get baptized. So anyway, uh, so this church is not like our doctrine, but I wanted you to at least see... Uh, they give 15% to campus house at Kirksville. That's at their college. Uh, they have some kind of uh, Christian activities there. Uh, 10% uh, IMO camp. That's the Iowa Missouri church camp. They give money to that. I'm not sure what the Formosa mission in Taiwan is. 10% to Shiloh Youth Home. And a couple things on the other page. 10% to Show Me Youth Home, Deaf Missions, Good News International, and NYR. It's a National Youth Roundup in Colorado. So, um, anyway, my observation is uh, uh, their mission work is based from a local church, and they do have a large percentage of their offerings dedicated to their mission fund. So... uh, Anyway, that's just my hometown, uh, a church that I kind of saw firsthand, some of the things there. So anyway, just trying to, again, just help you see what's out there. Now this next uh, letter B there, uh, Missions Me. Has anybody ever heard of Missions Me? I I hadn't either, but uh, I know someone doing it. So I've got it on a... This is their webpage. And let, let's see if let's see if I can play this video. It's a one-minute video. Check my. T- I didn't even try this out. So, come on. Yeah, you can expand it. I don't know if I can or not. Darn it. Oh, you're Oh, here, wait a minute. It's going to blare out. Yeah, it's going to be real loud. Maybe. It's going back down. Hmm. You're on mute. I don't know what to do. Is there an on speaker? I've got this thing up here, and I don't know how to get rid of it, but I think it's sound, too. Anyway, okay, sorry. Uh, So uh, this Missions Me, uh, I know the Eagle Creek Church up here are sending some people, and uh, a friend of mine and his daughter are going, and they're going, I think it's an eight or ten day trip to Los Angeles. They're focused, they're trying to get 20,000 people to go to Los Angeles this summer, 
share the gospel on the street to the homeless. They may do some humanitarian things too, but anyway, it's kind of a, a cool concept. And uh, but again, I don't know if there's local churches they work with to try to get people discipled afterwards. Uh, so I, I don't know a lot about it. I'm just trying to, I guess, expose this to kind of things out there that I know about. Uh, you know how many people are in Los Angeles? <clears throat> no, but I, I know that uh, the homeless rate increased 16% last year alone, which was 21,000 more homeless people last year than the year before. I think they've got a home. 16% is 21,000? Uh, I know, but it's 16, that's 16% of before. Yeah, so the, the big number... That would be like a million. No... But anyway, uh, I think there's some 60,000 homeless people in Los Angeles alone, <clears throat> and so uh, it's a big city. It's a yeah, it's a big city. It's a big problem. And uh, anyway, so this group they pick a city, different city each year. So this year they're going to Los Angeles, and. Uh, just so you know, uh, my friend told me it costs him he thousand uh, dollars a piece to go for whatever. So I don't know uh, where they're being lodged at there. I don't know anything more about it than it's a thousand dollars a piece to go for a week or whatever the duration is. So uh, anyway, uh, it's just one day or is it a week long? No, I think it's a week long thing. It says one day up there. It's a 19th to the 26th. Yeah. Oh, good eyes. Yeah. Beautiful drive. I think I can do this. So, uh, what is the, yeah, that's that's a week, isn't it? Hey, there is a volume thing up there. Yeah, but he it. So the other, the other one I wanted to mention before we get it, I, I do have a little study here. Uh, is uh, the Joshua product, uh, Project. Has anybody ever heard of that one? Is that anything like our Joshua House? Let's see if that'll get it. We're using their name. They are around before us. That's why they changed it to two ministries. Oh, because of that? Because of, there's lots of Joshua houses. Uh, and we can't use this copyright. Yeah. Yeah, there's a second here. Let me just open a new page here. Seem like there's so. Th- this group is just really good about uh, unreached. Uh, very good about statistics uh, of who's reached and unreached, and um, so they, they have a lot of good statistics. Uh, I, I thought this was even. Let's see here. This was just one example. Uh, this year of the frontier. 
And I went down here and I just picked uh, Buddhism. <coughs> I think it opened, maybe open another page here. <coughs> there it is. And so uh, I don't, I don't know how well you can see this. Yeah. So here, I don't know if everybody can see this. Uh, Kampfa, Eastern China. Uh, it's got a population of 1.6 million people, and they uh, this 0.5 percent is how many Christians are there. Zero. So a half of one percent. They do have a New Testament in their language. And then these last two columns are... Uh, I think they've got 100 countries here, the top 100 Buddhist cities. They do have a Jesus film and some type of audio, uh, like radio thing. So, anyway... be, what, 50,000 people? Sounds about right, so very small but anyway uh, the Joshua Project would be uh, just good to maybe study to uh, kind of get a God's eye view of Christianity in the world so uh, okay I gave you some other conclusions there that I had some things about the 1040 window but we've got about 20 minutes here or so uh, I want to talk about uh, uh, Roman numeral 3 on page 4, the, the very last page. Let's, let's talk about it, the Bible here. We're going to get out our Bibles. Uh, right above Roman numeral 3, I, I put my observations of this last thing here. I put the main thing that God showed me is that there's a direct connection in to general poverty areas and false religions in places where God and his word are rejected the blessings of God are are not present I thought that was just kind of interesting just some of the most poorest places are those areas that uh, have rejected the gospel so we need to get the gospel there that's partly why the Lord has allowed our country to prosper is because uh, we were founded on God and his word so uh, if I were to ask you who is like the greatest missionary in the New Testament most people would say what? Paul. We would say Paul, wouldn't we? Yeah, I think it's to me. So that this uh, this makes a good argument that uh, it could be that Timothy was a great missionary. And so let, let's look at Timothy a little bit. I there's maybe not a a right or wrong answer there, but uh, we know Paul had his three missionary journeys. And he started uh, many churches and ordained leaders in many of them. And uh, so let's do this. How about this? Uh, I wish I would have numbered these, but the very first one is that Timothy had a reputation of a strong Christian faith. 
So let's have the ladies look up the Acts reference, and men, you let's look up the Second uh, Timothy three reference. Hey, Tom, <coughs> grab a handout there, brother. There's a handout right there. All right, ladies, look up Acts sixteen two. Men, first or Second Timothy three fifteen. And uh, which of our ladies would like to read the uh, Acts 6? It's actually 16 verses 1 and 2. Yeah, Tom, we're looking at uh, the last page of your handout there. Uh, We're looking at Timothy as being one of our, the greatest... uh, and when you when you think of a missionary, what 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 do you think that a, a missionary would typically do? Evangelize. He would definitely evangelize. You, uh, travel. Uh, Maybe he would travel. Assist other people. You know, help them get their needs. True. Mm. True. Oh, for that tangent, you cheated her. <laughs> They're, they're Thanks, Rosie. Well, well, let me think about this. Uh, is Brad McGuire a missionary? Yeah, I'm a missionary. Well, wait a minute. But we're talking about kind of, the, of a, as an office. Uh, so, Brad would be a church planter, right? He planted a church, but uh, he, he is also a missionary in a way. Uh, and he's also a pastor, isn't he? Yeah. So I, I guess uh, it's a little bit semantics there. So is, is Timothy a missionary? Yeah. Is he a pastor? Yeah. Is he a church planner? Yeah. He did those things, and and so that's that's what we look for. Uh, so who, which of our ladies has the Acts sixteen one and two? Connie. You be our designated reader. Then came he to Derby and Listeria, and behold, a certain disciple there, a disciple was there named Timothus, the son of a certain woman which was a Jewess and believed, but his father was a Greek, which was well reported of by the brethren that were at Lystra and Iconium. So uh, this is where Paul met Timothy at Lystra and Iconium. I meant to have the maps up here, but uh, his mom was a Jew. Uh, uh, ladies, stay there and Acts if you would, because we're going to look at something else there. Uh, but his father was a Greek, so he, uh, so this Jewish lady married a Gentile man, and uh, they had this child named Timothy, and. Uh, uh, read uh, read the next verse too, Connie. Him would Paul have to go forth with him and took to circumcise him and circumcised him because of the Jews which were in those quarters. For they knew all that his father was a Greek. And they knew all that his father was a Greek. Okay. I want to see. Uh, in verse 2, he was well reported of. So, uh, so this man was already a Christian. And uh, Paul ran into him, uh, and Paul actually had him circumcised. Now, why why would he have Timothy circumcised? as a Jew, so there would not be an offense when Jews were um, 
and yeah. Yeah, so as Paul went to synagogues or speaking to the Jews, the Timothy was, uh, it, it wasn't, Timothy didn't need to get saved. That was a, an Old Testament thing. Uh, so here, here's this uh, Christian boy. Now, which of the men have the Second Timothy 3.15? Who's got that? Which of you men have that? All right, read it, David. Uh, do you want me to start from 14 or just read? Uh, you can read, yeah, 14 and 15, that sounds good. Uh, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been heard of and known of, whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the Holy Spirit, which are able to make you good. Make these wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, so the book of Timothy is Paul writing to Timothy, right? So Paul is telling Timothy, uh, you know, Timothy, I know that from a child you have known the Scripture. So uh, Timothy and his family they had uh, some form of the written Scriptures. And from a child, he had known that. And uh, your verse in Acts, that he, their family was well reported of. And uh, so just a little bit of history about Timothy. And then uh, your second bullet point on your handout, he was circumcised. He becomes co- Paul's companion. And as uh, we mentioned, uh, that was so that they would have a, a blameless testimony in reaching the uh, the Jews because Timothy and as a grown man that's a sacrifice wouldn't it I mean uh, Timothy was in he was in it he was all in wasn't he? he like you know Paul whatever I need to do to you know Paul says I become all things to all men that I might by all means save some and evidently Timothy had that same uh, philosophy that I'm willing to do all things to to the Jew I'll become a Jew I'll get circumcised and uh so again, my point is this is the making of a missionary. They've been trained in the scriptures. They're willing to do whatever to reach Christ. And uh, let's uh, split this up again. Uh, ladies, uh, look at the Acts seventeen fourteen, And men, let's go to uh, the next uh, line down, Acts eighteen five. See what I was going to say. Yeah. Usually, uh, circumcision hand happens when a baby, when a baby. Yes. So basically, it's done before they even right the hospitals or whatever. Well, uh, today it is. Yeah. The Jewish law was on the eighth day is when yeah the males would be circumcised on the eighth day, and that's really when they would get their name also. Yeah. Yeah, when they're a little bitty. You know, yeah. It's, but that, here he was already a grown man. Yeah. So that would have been very, yeah. <laughs> been very painful. You know, compared to now that you say just, you know, it's no big deal. Right. Uh, I wouldn't say it's no big deal. Well, <laughs> I didn't mean that. I like, I mean, just ask that baby, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask Elijah what happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor baby. <laughs> but yeah, well, I mean, it's, yeah, it's less traumatic when they're little. Yeah. <laughs> they don't remember it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like it? The, the, the word. Uh, the circumcision was given to Abraham as a covenant 
And so Abraham, uh, the very day God gave him this covenant, uh, he circumcised. Uh, he was circumcised, and he circumcises uh, all those in his house. Yeah. But uh, circumcision is a as a compound word. It, it's circle and incision. So it's a. And it means, you know, a cutting away of that uh, foreskin. And and uh, in the New Testament, Colossians 2 says that uh, Christians receive a circumcision uh, of the heart. Uh, it's an operation of God made without hands, it says. So it's a it's a spiritual thing that uh, Christians, when, when they get saved, and it's like the fleshy part gets cut away. So God seals your soul. Until the day of redemption, he he uses the sword of the word of God, that spiritual incision, and he uh, puts his Holy Spirit in you, and he seals that. So the part of you that's saved is is perfect and sinless, and the part of you that's going to heaven. And uh, anyway, so there's a whole there's a whole study we could do on circumcision, but uh, it it's deeper than just a. a a physical thing. So that's why the Jewish people believed it so hard, and that's why you had to do it. Because the Jewish people believed the covenant so hard. Yeah. The law. See, th- this is why the Jews were called a peculiar people. Because they physically were different than the uncircumcised. They were this peculiar people. And uh, that, I think it's Ezekiel 34 or 36 or 37, where uh, I bet the word un- uncircumcised is mentioned 20 times. It's like the uncircumcised shall go down to the pit. They shall uh, go to hell. The uncircumcised uh, will be slain with the sword. Uh, and so uh, physically, and so when Jews got converts, they circumcised them. They, that's called a proselyte. You would proselyze. And when you became a Jew, you, a Gentile beca- could enter into the Jewish faith if they, you know, uh, believed the law of Moses and took on the, the covenant of circumcision. And uh, so the same is true spiritually. If you're, if you're lost... Uh, you're uncircumcised and uh, w- people will be lost who have not had the and, and, and that's why uh, this kind of goes with that The oper- in the Bible oxen are a type of Christians and that's why uh, and, and, a, and an ox just so you know is a bull who's been castrated and he's over a year old. That makes him an ox. We we had one. I'll have to bring a picture. We took this, we call it Big Red. We took him to the county fair and uh, he was just a big ox. And uh, But uh, the Jews were said not to plow the field with an ox and an ass because the ass represented a stubborn, lost person and the ox was an animal who had... Uh, uh, had this operation he'd been castrated and uh, anyway the Christians uh, you know the Paul in the New Testament were not to muzzle the ox that's treading out the corn the, the oxen are to, to you know to work in the word of God and tread out the corn for others yeah and that's the context of being unequally yoked that Christians are not supposed to marry non-Christians and so anyway there's there's a whole lot there but uh Hopefully that gives you just a little flavor. But um, all right, ladies, what does seventeen fourteen say? 
and men uh, Mark Shipley I'm going to have you look up Acts 18.5 ladies who wants to read the 17.14 I guess I can and then immediately the brethren sent away Paul to go as it were to the sea but Silas 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 and Timotheus yep Timotheus uh, abroad were still there we're still yeah so right next door we have a church called or a church we have a class called the Bereans and uh, right here in Acts 17 it says the Bereans were more noble than them of Thessalonica for they uh, searched the scriptures daily rather they see if these things be so Uh, and so Paul left Timotheus and Silas at Berea because the Bereans had lots of questions about the scriptures and Paul was able to leave his best men and Timothy being one of them at Berea and then uh, Mark do the 18.5 and when Silas and Timotheus were come from Macedonia Paul was pressed in the spirit and testified to the Jews that Jesus was Christ is that 18.5 yeah is that uh, does it say Timotheus okay okay I wasn't listening well. Uh, so, uh, uh, so they they came from uh, Berea and they met uh, Paul at, at Corinth there, and so uh, you just see part of what's going on with uh, the early church and missions. Uh, reaching all these towns and cities and Bible studies going on and churches being planted. And then in uh, 1922, since we're all in Acts, uh, let's let's go to Acts 19.22. Bob or Kelly, can I pick on one of you to read that one? Yes. Get my fingers to get to the page. Acts 19.22. It says, So he sent into Macedonia two, two of them that ministered unto him, Timothy and Uranus. But he himself stayed in Asia for a season. Okay, so again, Paul dispatches uh, Timothy uh, into Macedonia. Uh, He rejoined, I don't know if we need to look up all these. Uh, He rejoined Paul uh, and and he accompanies him into Asia. And, And usually in the Bible, Asia means Asia Minor and uh, Turkey in particular. And so that's in Acts 20. But let's all look at uh, Romans, the next book over, Romans 16, 21, to your right. And we'll see uh, Timothy mentioned here again, uh, 16, 21. Uh, somebody hadn't read. Uh, Kevin, do you want to read 16, 21? my work fellow and Lucius and Jason and Susa Peter Susa Peter, my kinsman salute you 
Okay, so he's a, a work fellow. He's one of uh, Paul's fellow laborers, co-laborers. And in this chapter, I, I need to go through and count them. Somebody told me there's 26 names, and somebody else told me there's 55 names. But anyway, these are all uh, important names of the early church that Paul uh, commends. And Timotheus is one of them. And... Uh, I do want to hit these others, he, uh, a couple of others. The next line, he was sent to the Corinthians. He preached to the Corinthians. Uh, let, let's all turn one more book over to 1 Corinthians. Uh, let's do 16, 10, 10 and 11. Six, uh, 1 Corinthians 16. And uh, Shannon, would you mind reading that one? Now if Timotheus comes, see that he may be with you without fear, for he worketh the work of the Lord as I also do. Let no man therefore despise him, but conduct him forth in peace, that he may come unto me, for I look for him with the brethren. Now why why do you guys think that he people might despise him? Why would he even say that? Probably his age. It, and why would you say that? He was, a, he was a young man. Yeah, yeah. It actually says that in First Timothy that uh, let no man despise thy youth. And so, yeah, you, you see some uh, young guy show up. You think, oh, where's Paul, right? You know, why don't we have the guy? But uh, Paul's letting him know, hey, this guy's working the work of the Lord just like I do. So don't you dare despise him. And in fact, you need to conduct him forth with peace. Uh, and uh, look for him with the brethren. So, anyway, uh, he comes highly recommended by Paul. Um, he was in Thessalonians. So th- this guy is a well-traveled missionary. And uh, look at First uh, Timothy now. Let's go to First Timothy chapter one. First Timothy chapter one. We've got uh, five minutes here. Let's let's finish strong. Uh, Pat, do you want to read these? 1 Timothy 1, 1 through 3. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God our Savior and, and Lord Jesus Christ, which is our hope, unto T- Timothy, my own son in the faith. Grace, mercy, and peace from God, our Father, in Jesus Christ, our Lord. As I besought thee to abide still at Ephesus, when I went into Macedonia, that thou mightest charge some that they teach no other doctrine. All right. Uh, now, he calls Timothy his own son, and uh, it means that's his son in the faith. It's like, I, I've invested in this guy he is like a son to me, and uh, and 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 he said, uh, Pat, what Pat read in verse one, I besought thee to abide still at Ephesus, and uh, hold on, just let me look at something real quick. Everybody look at Second Timothy, the very last chapter, Second Timothy chapter four. And uh, 
not, not all the Bibles have this, but uh, some, some of us have a little postscript below, below the text. Does yours have that? No, mine has that. No. Some uh, cross references. Yeah. Pam, does yours? I have the life recovery. It doesn't have those. Does anybody else have? Uh, so, everybody knows, like in the Psalms, sometimes it'll have a little header to the Psalms. It, it's, it even it talks about some musical instruments, or this is a Psalm of David. Well, that's a, a postscript, and th- this is a subscript. But my, my subscript says uh, the second epistle under Timotheus ordained the first bishop of the church of the Ephesians was written from Rome when Paul was brought before Nero the second time. And so uh, uh, these little postscripts and the subscripts uh, are not scripture but uh, tradition says that they were uh, accompanied the scriptures whenever they were scribed. And so, uh, so my point is that uh, Paul not only left Timothy at Ephesus, but Timothy became the pastor there. And uh, there's a good reason for us to believe that uh, everybody knows John the Apostle that was uh, uh, exiled to the Isle of Patmos. He wrote the book of Revelation, right? Uh, most people believe that John also became a member at the church of Ephesus. So can you imagine Timothy, the pastor of Ephesus, and John the apostle is one of the members there. I mean, this was a powerful church at Ephesus. And uh, so Timothy, this missionary, become a church planter. He was helping the Bereans. He helped the Philippians. He helped the Thessalonians. And when he... Uh, he, he uh, he uh, had God's call on his life, and he became the pastor there at uh, Ephesus. And so he's mentioned in uh, I got your thing, uh, your notes on your handout that he, he there's some other subscripts that talk about him as well. So anyway, that, that's some cool stuff about Timothy, isn't it? And so uh, hopefully, uh, uh, any other comments about today? Any anything else we need to mention? I think that he did a wonderful job. Oh, <laughs> thanks. Yeah. That's a, I, I like that good feedback. Hopefully, uh, everybody uh, enjoyed it too. Thanks, Bob and Kelly, for coming, and you're welcome anytime. Thank you so welcome. You uh, you kind of see our vision of missions and discipleship and uh, and uh, evangelism. So uh, feel free to join anytime. Yeah, come hang out with all of us. We'll <laughs> so, uh, hey, <laughs> <laughs> You're all right, classes <laughs> I'm going to shut this off. And uh, Pat Lee, would you uh, close in prayer, brother? Sure. Father, thank you so much.